When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Most regrettable things become promos. It's Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Yes! We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are you buying the Buffalo Bills as the best team in football and carrying it there all year. And should Jalen Hurts be in the early discussion for MVP? Yes, it's two games, but should that discussion start now? Now, speaking of MVPs, we turn to Tom Brady, who, mm. of course, did his uh, podcast uh, slash show on Sirius XM with uh, award-winning, hard-hitting journalist Jim Gray, who asks all the tough questions and uh, he made sure uh, to get into what exactly is going on on Wednesdays because apparently uh, for the rest of the season, Tom is going to be taking Wednesdays off, which now, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, just to give this a little context, okay? Uh, let's just say early in the year, I think this is usually the case, Mondays you're coming in to work. Yep. Tuesdays are your day off. Correct. Wednesday is when you show up and you start getting ready for the next week and game planning and all that. Yeah, all of those things would be true except for when you play for a Tom Brady quarterback team. Right. Where you recognize that there are no days off. Well, that actually is not the case. Is I listen to Tom and you hear him here talk about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's entitled. The fact that I've worked weekends for the last 23 years, I do deserve one day off a week. So I think maybe, (laughs) I don't know if it's Wednesdays, but I get Tuesdays off. That's probably good enough for me. I'm not saying that Tom Brady can't take a day off. What I'm saying is when you play for a Tom Brady quarterback team, you don't take a day off. Does that make sense? I I mean, I guess, but it doesn't sound quite right. It might sound a little bit hypocritical, but then you peel back the layers and you recognize that you have a 45-year-old quarterback, Carlin. 45, meaning mm-hmm. five years away from 50. Mm-hmm. The the guy has no business still playing at this high of a level at this age, but he is. And so he demands excellence. He demands that guys put in extra work in order to realize their goal of winning another championship. While he's putting his feet up. Exactly. Well, isn't that what happened when he had an 11-day absence in training camp? Yeah. Listen, I, man. Listen, man. Jimmy Johnson said it best. I'll treat all my players fairly. I ain't going to treat them all the same. Okay. And those rules apply when you have Tom Brady in the building. Yes. Period. I, here's my so don't bigger... do what Tom Brady does. Just do as Tom Brady tells you to. But here's my problem, okay? It shouldn't even be problem. I look at everything going on. And this just feels like another thing added on top of it that shows me that Tom is playing this year, but Tom feels like he might be playing out the string already. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's it's the, Chris, you he say, retired, you... then he unretired, and now it feels to me, given 
the effects of of the way he has handled this, clearly there are some things going on personally. Yes. Where I'm betting that right now, based on what I've heard and seen and continue to see, that maybe he should have stayed retired. For him, like if you asked him today, should you have just stayed retired given what your massive headache is with everything that's going on? He would say, yeah, I probably should have. Well, there's no question about it that the strain of playing football is affecting his personal life, which in turn, you know, has led to him being a little more temperamental than we're used to seeing and having more emotional outbursts. But listen, I'm not going to question Tom Brady's passion for the game. You saw it when he was slamming the tablet on the sideline or chirping with Marshawn Lattimore. The guy still has that competitive fire. Oh, and yeah. so if a guy has that, on the field, if the guy still has that kind of drive and a guy is still capable of producing like we saw Tom Brady in 2021 where he led the league in passing, I'm not going to say that it was the right time for him to walk away, but we just recognize that those sacrifices, not only that, that he makes, but those around him in his personal life make in order for him to do what he does, is starting to take its toll. Yeah. And that stuff is starting to bubble up to the surface. I don't know how he's going to deal with it. I will tell you this. I have seen it affect guys, their performance on the field when they're dealing with personal issues. I've also seen it go the other way, where football in the locker room become your sanctuary and you end up turning it up and taking it up another notch. So I don't know which way it's going to go for Tom Brady. All I'm simply acknowledging is that we'd be foolish to think that what's going on in his personal life isn't going to affect the guy that we see on the field. So what I'm saying is the competitiveness – the fire, all of that stuff is there on Sunday. Yeah. I absolutely see that. I think Tom, from the standpoint of thinking he should have stayed retired, is thinking about all of the stuff in between that he has to sacrifice and do to get ready that's affecting everybody else in his life. So Monday through Saturday, it may be, all right, I got to get through this season. Sundays, it's let's go get it. But I don't think you can go get it at the same level Sundays if that's how you're feeling right now. And that, to me, feels like how this is going. Well, here's the thing. He can't go get it on Sundays unless he puts in the work, right? Right. This he, is he my can't, point. He can't, but, but, but Carlin, I'm not saying he's not putting Car- in the work. Yeah. I'm saying is it doesn't feel... Chris... When he's on the practice field, this is the same guy that's screaming and yelling at everybody about every last play and about all the details and all this stuff mm-hmm. for his career. When he has been successful, that's been what's happened. Now we're talking about taking days off. Now we're talking about you know the strain that it puts on everybody else in my family. It's not a knock on Tom. It's just I don't see where this is the same guy mentally that we have seen for his entire career. Well, I mean, you only have but so much mental capacity, so much mental energy, Carlin. So I, I get that this could potentially but, but affect you the version of wrong. Tom Brady you're going to see. But here's the thing that we got to talk about when we're discussing the prospects of the Tampa Bay Bucks: What their defense is doing. Their defense is lights out. They have the yeah. number one scoring defense in the National Football League. That's They're number one in defensive EPA. I mean, you're talking about a team that is tops in opposing QBR. Like, they're allowing opposing quarterbacks to have a QBR of 18. That's where they're at. That's how good the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is this year. And we said it coming into this year, Carlin, because you're talking about a quarterback that's age 45, because you're talking about a guy that led the league in passing last year, 
It's probably going to look a little different this year with no Rob Gronkowski, with all of the moving parts on the offensive line. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers might have to be a team that's led by their defense and then your quarterback being really sound when it comes to situational football. Similar to what we saw with the 2015 Denver yep, Broncos that's exactly when they had where Peyton Manning. So that's what this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team might have to be in order to win another championship Or, or even with Brady. like the Buccaneers team in 2 that won it with Brad Johnson. Exactly. Yeah. Look, so that's, okay. that might be what we're looking at because of the strain that football has put on Tom Brady, not just physically, but what it's done with his personal life. Tom Brady is caught in the middle all the way around right now. That's how I feel about it. He wants to be that level of player that he has always been, but he doesn't necessarily want to put in all of the days and everything that's required for a 45-year-old man doing something that really nobody else has ever done before. See, that's where we disagree. I don't think it's that he doesn't want to put in the time. I think he wants to. Tom Brady wants to play football, but he's, he's torn but, but, not but, to. But, but, but it's hard for him to, knowing what it could cost him in his personal life. Yeah, That's the part that I think people gloss over. It's not that Tom Brady is wavering in his decision. He just understands what this decision could cost him, Carlin. And, 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 and quite frankly, from what it sounds like, it's a price that most of us would be unwilling to pay. But but that's but that's what separates the good players from the great players because they're willing to do things that other people won't in order to realize their full potential. Look, I just I think it's a very tricky situation. It is all season long, and and we do agree on one thing: if the Bucks are going anywhere this year, their defense is carrying them. Their defense is absolutely carrying them. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Friends, on the way, we have a lot more to hear from Mr. Brady. That is coming on his little tirade on the sideline the other day on the suspension, or maybe not so much, of Mike Evans, because there is a little piece of development that you need to know about with Mike Evans and his appeal. We're going to fill you in on all of that in just moments. But next, the 2-0 and teams, the 0-2 teams. Who's a good bet? Who's a bad bet? What are we doing? We're making any money. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. And we're not throwing in lucky dinies in here. We don't. We're, we're going to spend those for special occasions. But, you know. Maybe you'll get a couple of good-sounding type uh, wagers, uh, throw a couple of bucks down. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Good bet, bad bet. Gave you a good one last night. We're going to give you another good one later on tonight. At least I think so. As we normally do toward the end of the program, but we've had too much to do between now and then. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Uh, Evan, it is time for a little good bet, bad bet. And here's what I forgot. Do we have any production for this? I'm looking on here. There it is. Time to earn See? some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Ah, this is this it's a play of the best day. Play of the night. The taste of money. Ah, that's the play of the night. But it could be the play of the night for somebody well, with NFL be. futures. Close enough. Be. I've got another one. Though. We've got we the go. odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? There is something. Did you I... get fat-handed with the board again? A little bit. Come what, on, I, man. What, Tighten what, up. Not yell at me. You're supposed to be in mid-season form. It's if, week three. These are the ABCs of me, baby. Come on, man. If that's you what were the looking pre-season for somebody is for. to be nice and smooth, you got the wrong guy. That's exactly what I was looking for. I went away on my honeymoon so you could get all of the kinks worked out. So when I came back, we would be hitting our stride. A little rough around the edges over here. You should know that by now. Yeah, you're like the. You're like the wide receivers for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Nathaniel Hackett with his play call. Right, well, let, let, whoa, 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 whoa. Dial it back. <laughs> Dial it back. It's one thing if I'm Christian Watson dropping a bomb. That happens once in a while. Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not screwing up timeouts. That's not happening. Evan Wilner is here to host Good Bet, Bad Bet. Go. The Raiders are 0-2 after making the playoffs last year. Are they a good bet or a bad bet to turn it around and make the playoffs? The Raiders, Chris Canty. I'm going to say don't throw good money after bad, bad bet. I, I, even though the Tennessee Titans don't scare me, their upcoming opponent, I just don't have a lot of confidence in that outfit right now. I don't have confidence in that defense, and I don't have confidence in their offensive line, especially when they're playing in the AFC West. You can't have a question mark at the head coach, the offensive line, and your defense in that in that division. So I'm going to say bad bet. I'm going to still say good bet because I picked them at the beginning of the year, and I can't be a fraud two weeks later. So I won't do that. And, look, I do think there is going to be some attrition in that AFC West where these teams are going to beat up on one another. And if the Raiders can climb back into it, I, I, I do still believe that they are capable of making the playoffs. I know what I'm saying as you give me that look. I'm not giving up yet. Let's go. Not to, giving up yet. Let's go to another 0-2 team, team that made the Super Bowl last year. It's the Bengals. Chris Carlin, are they a good bet or a bad bet to turn it around and make the playoffs? I think they're a bad bet right now. I can't believe that's the case, but I, what's going on with their offensive line? I can't. Some of it's on Burrow for holding the ball too long. Four of the five starters are new. What do you I, mean what's going on with their offensive I know, but they're line? supposed to be better. I think they're individually more talented, but they got to work together in this scheme. It's How long are they going to wait to see that? Well, Carlin, they just got their quarterback back. He didn't play in the entire preseason because of appendicitis. It's your call. 
This is your pick. I'm out. Okay, I'm going to call it a good bet because nobody's running away with that thing in the AFC North, and I think that the Cincinnati Bengals have the best quarterback in the AFC North when he's upright. So I'm going to say good bet the Cincinnati Bengals find a way to climb back in this thing. He's better than Lamar? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What one Super Bowl appearance will do? He, he got so, to the Super Bowl. I know. And he beat Pat Mahomes twice on his way there. I know. Okay. It's just, you know, look what he has. Look what Lamar has. I'm just saying. Number one seed last year in the <laughs> AFC was the Titans. They are also 0-2. Are they a good bet or a bad bet to make the playoffs, Chris Canty? Bad bet. And I would say the only good bet for the Titans would be Malik Willis being the starter by the end of the season. I'm out on the Titans. This is one of those teams that could go from best in the division a year ago to worst in the division the following year. That's the Tennessee Titans for 2022. Yeah, it's a horrible bet. If you're throwing money on the Titans right now, you're a chump. I mean that's that's horrible. That's a that's just you shouldn't be allowed to wager if you're doing that right now, honestly. And with Malik Willis, I don't even think it's the end of the year. Might be week four. Wow. Sit tight. Wow. We'll see. <laughs> well, before we get to the two and teams, let's do a bonus one. Malik Willis will start a game before Kenny Pickett. Is that a good Ooh. bet or a bad bet among rookie quarterbacks, Chris Carlin? I Ooh. I actually think it's a fairly good bet. I I actually believe they they will both start week four. Because if you look at what Tennessee has, they've got two games on the road against Indianapolis and Washington in weeks four and five. They got the the Raiders at home. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to start a rookie quarterback on the road uh, first. I think it's a pretty good bet. Kenny Pickett, I say week four for that one. So maybe right around the same time. But... I, just knowing Tomlin, uh, maybe not. Maybe it could be Pickett's, uh, could be uh, Willis sooner. Uh, I'm going to say bad bet. I, I think Kenny Pickett ends up starting sooner just because if Mitch Trubisky starts the next two games and loses the next two games, there would be no doubt in that locker room that Kenny Pickett gives them a better chance to win than Mitch Trubisky. Keep this in mind. The Pittsburgh Steelers' next two games, they got a Thursday night this week against the Cleveland Browns, and then they're at home against the New York Jets. Let me tell you something. If you don't beat the New York Jets at home, Mitch Trubisky is done as the starter in Pittsburgh. Just putting that out there. So I'm going to say bad bet. Kenny Pickett starts before Malik Willis. Chris, your New York Giants are 2-0. But are they a good bet or a bad bet to fall off and miss the playoffs? Why would you do this to me, Ev? Why are you doing this to me? You know I don't want to do this. But you're going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I, you know what? Homer. I know what you want me to do, and I'm. Not... <laughs> Here's the thing: Ev is trying to pit me against my team, and I hate it. But I have to be loyal to the game of football, so I got to say it. It's a bad bet. The New York Giants right now are two and zero, and they're right at the top of the division with the Philadelphia Eagles. But I do think there's a world that we live in where it's likely the Giants to finish dead last in the NFC East once again. Yeah, see, but Evan got you twisted around there. He said, "Is it a good bet or a bad bet for them to miss the playoffs?" He got you all twisted around there. Well, yeah, it's a good bet, then, that they will miss the playoffs. Yeah. All right, Ev. I, I hate the way you, you worded the question. Uh, yeah, I do, I too. All right, let me question. try this again. 2-0 teams that are uh, teams that are 2-0 miss the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Are the Dolphins a good bet to miss the playoffs? Chris Carlin. <sighs> yes, they are a good wow! bet. Wow! 
to miss the playoffs. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter wow. yesterday. Like, what did the city of Miami ever do to me? The way we we're destroying the heat. The way, the way we've been killing to Did we lie about the heat, though? No. No, we didn't. It's just, it's not what did they do to me. It's that nobody wants to hear the truth. And this is the truth. So, yeah, I'm not picking them. I have a feeling that you're going to get a big slap in the face of reality this coming week. That's Ooh. just me. Big slap in the face. Now, I'll tell you, if 2 and 9 pulls it off. Oh, it's going to be a rough week next week. Oh, I'm telling you. I'll find ways. <laughs> Trust me, I will find ways. But uh, that will be tough to watch. All right, last one. Jalen Hurts is now 8-1 to one odds to win the MVP. Is that a good bet for Jalen Hurts to win the MVP? Good bet or bad bet? See, I can't, I can't sell that yet. Not at eight and eight to one. It was no. thirteen to one yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have said good bet then. Yeah, no, not now. Yeah, that that's because of the the millions that came in last night at halftime. Yeah, after he was what started ten for ten. Yeah. with a rushing touchdown too. Yeah, no, I think it's a bad bet right bad now. I think bet. it's still way little too rich. early. Little rich. Yeah, exactly. Smooth, smooth. That's what it was. All kinds of smooth. There we go. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Speaking of the Eagles, what are the Cowboys saying about their biggest rival in the division right now? Sit tight. You'll hear next on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Smack on the 40-yard line is where Anger will put it down. Maher from 50 for the win. With three seconds showing. Snap, hold, kick from 50. Maher! Cowboys win! Cowboys finding a way. With Cooper Rush, the hero. Oh, the modern day, oh, what, what was his name? Clint Longley was the old guy's name. who showed up for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving one year. Or Jason Garrett. Or Jason Garrett. Jason for that Garrett, matter. yeah. I remember that game. You forgot about Jason Garrett? Come nah, on now. I mean, you know, listen. <laughs> There's a lot. You, if you're a Cowboy fan, you probably want to. There are some backup quarterbacks that are folk heroes in the Dallas Cowboys team history. This is true. Hey. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Jerry Jones, as is his want to do, uh, showed up on uh, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas uh, to talk about the Cowboys, as he does each and every week, but also specifically to talk about 
what he saw from what is likely his toughest opponent this year in the Philadelphia Eagles. Heard has really uh, evolved and is better than when he came out that you might have thought. I was particularly impressed with his passing. And watched every snap last night. So, that's uh, what we've got. Uh, he's a guy that has always been able to run very athletic, very strong. But it doesn't surprise me or startle me that we're playing a Philadelphia team with a quarterback threat, and they're doing a good job. Look, they're going to be a problem for the Cowboys, and, and, and I just don't see where the Cowboys – it was a nice win the other day. Yep. I don't expect this to be holding up here. And here's the other thing. You don't thing. expect it to hold up – over the next couple of weeks? Because I do. I know that I the do. schedule says what it says. Yes. Are you going to sit here and tell me, even if the Cowboys are at full strength with Dak, that the Eagles are not a better team than the Cowboys? The Eagles are a better team than Eagles the Cowboys. Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys, but I think that the Cowboys could present some problems for the Philadelphia Eagles, namely Micah Parsons in that defense. I think the Cowboys' defense is one of the sneaky, under-the-radar storylines that can impact the complexion of this season, not just with the NFC East, but with the conference overall and what happens with the playoff picture. The Cowboys' defense is legit, Carlin. It's because they have the best defensive player in the NFL. And I've been saying this for months, and I'm glad that people are jumping on the Michael Parsons bandwagon, but I said this spring that this guy could be the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. You know, I, I couldn't get over this at the time. Because I, I'll be honest, I didn't believe it. But right out leading up to the draft, uh, I knew somebody who was on the Penn State staff for a couple of years when Micah Parsons was there. So I always try to call around to different people I know might be around the league, guys who are coaches and scouts or whatever, and get their feeling on. Mm-hmm. And this guy, who is always very honest and very blunt about what he thinks, said to me, Micah Parsons is the best defensive player that I have ever been on the field with as a coach, ever. And I'm like, come on. And this is a guy that's been around. I'm like, come on. Yeah. He's like, I am not kidding. You watch. And and this guy, I mean, has kind of exceeded that expectation. And it it now makes me wonder about the Giants this week with a Monday night game uh, that they're going to have to figure out a way, as you said, you're game planning for one guy and how you not even stop him, just contain him a little bit. Well, I don't know. Based on what I saw the offensive line do against the Carolina Panthers, I'm not quite sure that they're going to be able to deal with that monster that is Michael Parsons. I don't think so either. No, those young tackles, I don't think they've seen anything like this. I mean, this dude is on another level, Carlin. I mean, he's taking it up a notch from even his rookie year. The guy's got four four sacks Mm -hmm. and and seven quarterback hits Mm -hmm. through two games. Carlin. He's winning 75% of one-on-one pass rush opportunities. He's got the highest pass rush win rate in the National Football League. This dude has the most sacks through the first 18 games of a career. It's unbelievable what Michael Parsons is doing. But also, Carlin, you got some other guys that are coming to the party for the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs is starting to be more consistent in terms of where he's at, being reliable in coverage, not being a boomer bust player. Mm -hmm. Donovan Wilson sneaky good safety for the Dallas Cowboys people got to pay attention to. Leighton Vander Esch all of a sudden looks like a first-round draft pick living up to the expectations the Cowboys had when they drafted him. There are guys on that defense that are also around Micah Parsons that create enough of a threat to allow Dan Quinn to position Parsons 
in order to get the production that he's getting from number All 11. Right, so let's be, let's be clear about what this is then. A week ago, you were with me. You thought the season was over. Yes. You don't but, think that anymore, do you? No, I don't. But I told you, if the season was going to be saved, who was going to have to save it? Michael Parsons. That's what I said. That was going to have to be the identity let's, of this let's, team. Let's just think about that for a second, though, in the grand scheme. Put this in your mind. We are talking about one defensive player being able to save an entire season for a football team. That is unreal to even think about. Yet, I We've seen it before. I don't, Carlin, we've I don't, seen it before. I, with Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, 1986. Yes. Who yes. was the MVP of the league? Absolutely. We've seen it before. No, but this is my point. When did we see it last? 40 years ago. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's so, true. And, and, that's true. And Chris, I don't think what you're saying is outlandish. That's how good the guy is. Like, I don't think anybody would think what you're saying is outlandish. Now, having said all that, I'm sticking with the season's over. Like, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to recover from this because I, I don't know that the one thing you that Micah Parsons doesn't have anything to do with is turning the ball over. Is Cooper Rush going to be consistent enough to not turn the ball over when he actually is dealing with a, a tough defense? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I but, mean, he's, play, he's played within himself in the two starts that he's had. But, but we both think that the Cowboys' running backs are not really doing their part at all. They need to do something in the run. Like, Well, that's what I don't understand. How can you have the number one run block win rate in the NFL and yet not get more mileage out of your running game? Well, you, that's the part that's that on the backs. That, that has to be on the backs. I mean, you're, you're, you're 22nd in rushing yards through the first two weeks. 21st in yards per attempt, but you have the number one run block win break in the NFL. That's a problem. I I don't know how they get that fixed. Last year, they had the fifth fewest broken tackles on run plays of any team in the league. So we're starting to see a consistent theme when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Not getting the mileage that they should based on how the offensive line is blocking it up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 80 as well. 888-SAY-ESPN is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We want to hear from you on the 2-0 team that you feel is going to miss the playoffs or the 0-2 team that is still going to make the playoffs. That is on the table, as it as are the Cowboys. Is one defensive player actually capable of saving the Cowboys' season? 888-SAY-ESPN, now would be your time. we got the lines open for you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN radio. I just want LeBron to know that he has a home. He's got people. Yes. We in the bald community, we're ready for you to take that step. And it's a giant step to admit what the problem is, to admit you have it, and then to do something about it. So earlier today, LeBron, I guess, had put out a picture on Instagram of him at the barber. And it looked like they had taken all of his hair off completely and he had just the beard left. And I was under the impression that he had, in fact, made the decision that we're not going to try to fool anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. When, in fact, the only people that we're fooling are ourselves. And I was, I I literally, when I saw it, and we were on the the pre-show meeting. Yeah. And what was my, yes, he's decided to do it. Like, guys, we got to do this in the show. And then you tell me an hour later. That, in fact, the picture was just a joke. Yes. And he had not taken the hair off. Yes. So well, so here's the thing. I have a source that's in the NBA community that believes that this is a prank and there were filters on this particular image mm-hmm. and it was put out there the because... The bald filter? Because, is that so because, popular now? Because LeBron James' hairline has been, I guess, a source of mass speculation. In terms of where it's gone and how it's Let's transformed over the years, all of those justifiably so. Yeah, because it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely gone through some changes I throughout his career. It. You can't say it. I can say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a bold Cause, man, because I can say because his first few years in the league, his hairline was fading away better than his jumper, and Listen. then all of a sudden, you're talking about his hairline being extra crispy and mm-hmm. it being filled in. That doesn't just happen. No, it doesn't. No, no. So my thing here is it's a very, very tough moment in a bald man's mind to finally come and make that decision. I'm not going to live in any kind of denial about the situation anymore. Okay. So what you're saying is LeBron James is finally accepting the fact that Russell Westbrook can't shoot and that his hair is not going to grow back. I think he accepted that in training camp last okay. year. So he's accepted <laughs> that. Westbrook. He's, he's accepted that. Well, no, I don't know that he has. You're telling me it's a filter, so it sounds like he hasn't. And now I just want to have a therapy session with him and tell him it's okay. And yeah. we're here for him if he wants it. Yeah. I mean, I know we're, we've got a segment later on in the show where we have to, you know, I guess be a therapy session for some NFL fan bases out there because there are some things that they need to come to accept about their teams. LeBron James has accepted the fact that he's going to be bald. If that is, in fact, true, there are some things that there are some NFL team fan bases that need that they need to accept. Yeah, and I, I just want him I just want him to be happy. You I want LeBron want, to be happy? Because I think there is some pain well, in Well, we that. want everybody to be happy, right? Yes. We, we, well, we, we, eh, there's a couple. There's a couple that we don't want to be happy? No, there's a couple we want to be miserable. Really? Oh, absolutely. We've got a list. Is the guy, is the guy uh, quarterback of the Packers one of them? No, I don't want him to be miserable. He just wanna... he just annoys me. 
I feel like he's miserable all on his own. Yeah, like I don't he, think he needs he, my help. He doesn't need anybody's <laughs> help to be miserable. <laughs> it's Kenty and Carlin oh, on ESPN man. Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. So who's got the better of the matchup this week? You've got Brady against Aaron Rodgers, and both have their issues at receiver right now. We're waiting to find out. Mike Evans' hearing is going to be tonight mm-hmm. uh, on his appeal. That's going to be heard by former receiver James Thrash, yeah. uh, who's one of the two people. Derek Brooks is the other uh, who gets um, picked to decide. Uh, they are jointly picked by the Players Association and by the uh, b- by the league that yep. they will listen to hearings and see what should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are at a point where you've got these two guys, and Tom Brady could be without yet another of his big weapons. With he's already got Godwin out, that's a problem. Here is Tom. Uh, on the issue that's going on with uh, Evans and whether or not he should have been suspended. This is from uh, the Let's Go podcast last night. You know, Mike and Marshawn, you know, they've had their own battles over the years. And, and look, I think just sometimes the emotions get the best of us. And I love Mike. And the fact that Mike would come out there to defend me, I mean, it means everything in the world to me as a teammate and a friend. And Mike knows how I feel about him. So in the end, emotions are a part of sports. Sometimes they boil over and they obviously did yesterday. And it's a unfortunate circumstance i don't think it deserved any type of suspension um i think that's ridiculous you know hopefully we can move past it get to a better place and you know in the end i appreciate mike having my back i know he'll learn from it and he knows that we all have his back so question Uh if it's ridiculous that he's suspended then what exactly does mike evans need to learn from this yeah he doesn't need to learn anything from this if it's ridiculous. That, that's my point. So I, I don't know. It sounds Tell like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. But here's the thing that I loved about what Mike Evans did. Yeah. The, the, first of all, the fact that he was able to take out two Saints at one time was impressive. impressive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not only did he deal with Marshawn Lattimore, but he dealt with Marcus May. Yeah, we Marcus talked, took, took the L there. Yeah, Marcus took the L. His L was worse than Marshawn Lattimore's, oh, yeah. which is hard to believe. <laughs> but the other thing is, when he was talking to the refs, you could see him mouthing, Bro, that's Tom Brady. What you expect me to do? That's Tom Brady. Like, that's his defense. I wonder if he talks to James Thrash, who was a receiver in his former life. Mm-hmm. Like, is that his explanation to James Thrash on appeal? Bro, it's Tom Brady. I'm not going to let somebody mouth off or get into Tom Brady's face. Is that a legitimate defense in today's NFL? Because we are talking about the greatest football player of all time. You know what would have been a kick in the pants? If Brady was trying to fire up his team, team by... You know, yeah. doing that, yeah, and he loses Mike Evans as a result. Yeah, that would suck if that was. The but case if Tom for him. Brady goes out and beats the Green Bay Packers, who cares? Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.